everyone, welcome back to Kwekoko. I'm Bele Vaimoso and I'm your host. So before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for their amazing support and for listening. I know I've been slack for like two months and um, coming back with all this content all of a sudden. Um, I know it can be annoying for <laughs> for people that do follow and subscribe to to um, content creators that are really inconsistent. So thank you so much for um, continuing to support me. Um, thank you for sharing everything on Instagram. Um, I know that it helps me a lot because um, I get a lot of listens through Instagram and um, that's the main platform that I advertise. So um, thank you so much. I'm very numbers orientated when it comes to seeing results and things like that. So even though my last two episodes are performing exceptionally well, and these are by my standards, like I'm not getting crazy views of like um, a thousand per episode, but it's great to see my engagement on Instagram is translating in um, my numbers. So thank you guys. So once again, this week I have one of my new friends who I met through Instagram this time and it happens to be um, the gifted photographer that is Herman Anderson. So as I said before we did meet on Instagram and I booked him for my um, first photo shoot that I did for the podcast and it just turned out so freaking good and I think you guys should book him in before he gets super busy after all this COVID stuff obviously. Herman and I discussed um, his sort of coming out story and how um, it wasn't his choice to come out and one of the most interesting things that I found was um, his actual gay awakening so please listen to this thank you Herman I love you so much thank you for um, doing this I know it can be hard to do these sort of interviews that become public because you inadvertently have to tell other people's stories when you tell yours but yes, have a listen. Hey Pushers, welcome back. <laughs> so I am here with a very talented photographer and friend of mine. And you may know him from the shoot that I did a couple of months now. Um, and it is Herman Anderson. Um, before we go ahead, did you want to um, introduce yourself and just talk about what you do? Oh, so, uh, like Bella said, I'm Herman. Um, I work as a photographer part-time outside of work. Um, and also, I am someone. I'm... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Did you forget your villages again? Yeah, look, I was going to be like, should I include <laughs> the villages? Should I include my upbringing, my nationality? Yeah, of course you should. Oh, bless. Oh, bless. Well, hello. Yes, I am Herman. Um, I'm a salmon photographer based in Brisbane. Um, and I am someone. Wait, I said that already. Uh, yeah, and I am from Fusi and as well as Awala, religious from Samoa. The Awala or Awala? <laughs> I'm from the Awala. <laughs> the Awala. That Awala. Yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you as well like I asked this of all my guests and I re- actually really hate the question but I think it's important um, when did you know you were different? 
Oh, so sorry. So, so I'm gay. G-A-Y, gay, yes. Um, when, oh, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, um, so the first time that I knew that I was different, I was four years old. Uh, I was chilling on the couch. I was watching, I was watching a Robbie Williams video. Do you know that one? I don't want to rock DJ. The one where he, he was like, naked. Yep, yep. <laughs> See, four-year-old Herman was like, mm, "Something's going on here," and that is when I knew. <laughs> oh my that god! That was the age when I yeah, Robbie Williams was my awakening. Yeah, mm. as a child. Yeah, I the part was like the shirt. It was like, Oof. Yeah, but then oh. he ended up taking off his like skin as well. <laughs> We don't talk about that part. We don't talk about that part. <laughs> See, we just leave it up to that part. Just before he like rips off the skin, and then takes off the flesh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow, that is so cool. Um, that you remember that too. Um, oh yeah. Are you able to talk about your coming out story if you had one? Uh, so my coming out story kind of like works in two parts. Um. In, in high school, I, was, I think I was in year eight, year nine, I got busted for <laughs> having photographs and images on my phone. Um, it got brought up. My mom was like, what are these photos? I was like, nothing, they're nothing. Mom ended up taking it to the school counselor when like a few years later, it was on my school laptop. Oh. Um, yeah, and I came out to my school counselor because I thought that they were legally not allowed to tell anyone about what yeah. I tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pressured me to come out. <laughs> my mom, when she found out, she cried. She had like a full gangi, um about what happened. So when that happened, I kind of was just like, no, I take it back. I'm confused. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my dad found out too, I think he had a pretty similar re- reaction. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, he was like, you're, you're too young, you're confused right now. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to about last year, or the year before, 2018. How old are you? Uh, I'm 22. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back in 2018, I, um, I built myself up to it, so I told mom again. And mom was a lot more accepting this time. Mm. Um, in true Samoan mother fashion, she was like, you know, son, if that's how God made you, that's fine. But that does not mean you can be skipping church. You need to go back to church. <laughs> Thank you, God. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's still, still to this day, um, mom's the only one that knows. Well, mom's the only parent that knows. Um, yeah. She asked me not to talk to dad about it. Um, just because um, she doesn't know how he'd react. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So that's okay. What other she's not bad. Um, okay. Has it been, <laughs> has it been different, your relationship been different with mom? Like, are you openly talking to her about stuff um, when it comes to the yeah, boys and... I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, since coming out to her, we we don't talk about any like boys in general. And I feel like I would never, never 
mm-hmm. some form of metal boy. Um, unless I was like three years in a relationship and I like begrudgingly was like, here's my man. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, I, I think it's kind of like what, what you said um, in one of your first episodes too. Okay. I'm not gonna bring a man around. Yeah. (laughs) I was just gonna say that I'm like I feel the same. Ah, it's just a weird thing to talk about. Even though like they are accepting. This weekend they were talking about one of my cousins who happens to be gay and he was they were talking about his relationship and what they do and I was just like, Are we like are we like are you guys telling me to you're just trying to trying to lay some seeds in my brain. Yeah, around. And I think when I talk to other people, they're like, "Oh, I'm sure your parents are fine." Like one of my friends also said, um, "Give your parents more credit than that. Like they already accepted you." And I'm just like, I think it's just me. Like in general, mm. when it comes to relationships, I don't even have them. So. <laughs> Uh, I feel that one. <laughs> I feel like a huge component of that is kind of like the the way that my mom and my dad found out the first time. Like mm. it was really uncomfortable when they found out. Yeah. So I feel like subconsciously part of the reason why I wouldn't bring a partner around or like boast about boy problems around my mom yeah. would be like I don't want to like relive that discomfort that that happened mm. when I yeah. Um, what about your siblings? What are they like about it? They, they're, they're actually kind of like my mum at first. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, like fresh off the boat, kind of like mm-hmm. straight off the islands, <laughs> straight from Samoa. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, when they're younger, they, they have pretty like conservative views mm-hmm. about like homosexuality, gay people in general, trans women. Yeah. Um, but I think that after a few years, it was kind of just like something that we like didn't really acknowledge mm-hmm. but it's kind of just like developed from you're not gay you're not you're not this don't talk about that it's like slowly just being like i accept you i love you yeah. and now yeah now they're actively supportive of oh. me being you know i love that an outfit boy <laughs> how did they find out did you tell them before mom or uh yes I remember, I think I was around in that year eight or year nine age, kind of like when mom and dad found out, but I tried telling them um, individually. Mm. Um, Yeah, when they found out, some of them were like, I accept you, I love you. And then some were just like, this isn't a joke. You can't be making jokes like that. That's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, um, from then, I think it was like a four month, uh, four year break where it was yeah. like slowly developing into the active support. I think we as we we have quite feminine energy. So growing up, was that something like? Were your parents like okay with you sleeping in your girl cousin's rooms? Because I know a lot of Samoan families boys aren't allowed in their sister's rooms or their girl cousin's rooms like did they just give you a pass because you were yeah because of our big feminine energy (laughs) big bottom energy our bfm our bfe our bfe feminine energy um sort of i feel like um i actually didn't have many girl cousins like growing up Mm. um it wasn't until i was like 16 or like 15 where i had like uh, female cousins from New Zealand that moved up to Australia. Yeah. Um, and shout even out to then, Lana. Hey, Lana. Shout out to Lana and Agnes. What's up? What's up? Um, yeah, so I feel like when 
when they moved up, they were kind of like chill because we'd all just like group together. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in that sense, they, they were pretty comfortable with like mm-hmm. um, all cousins of like all genders, like chilling out with each other. I feel like I never like experienced that where I was like, you can't go into your sister's room or your yeah. cousin's room. Okay. I feel like yeah. you're just like, I feel a bit more chill about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, apart from your coming out um, accidentally, oh, actually, I wanted to say, um, my my um, brothers found out because of my browser history, but I don't, <laughs> and um, I had no idea because I thought I was really discreet and really good at like deleting stuff, and it wasn't. I don't know if it was porn. I don't think it was because. I didn't even know what that was, uh, <laughs> but it was like dating stuff and yeah, just random stuff. But I found out through my girl cousins because they'd be like, "Yeah, your brothers told me this and that," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I thought I deleted that account." <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah. Um. Apart from coming out, um, what's been the biggest challenge for you, um, in terms of being Samoan? Um, queer and um, navigating Australia because we are a minority here. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like you, you find this like a lot of like LGBT people that are like brought up in the church, but religion has been like the hardest thing that I've had to like, deal with since, yeah. since growing up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've not lost my religion, but my relationship with religion right now is uh, is a lot different than what it used to be, considering mm-hmm. everything that... My phone. Considering, <laughs> considering everything that, that that the Bible or like, or that believers preach about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like just considering that, um, that, that there's a feeling of almost unwelcome sometimes in, in yep. some churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of like distanced my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your experience like when um, the conversation um, turned to being about gay marriage and how it was so wrong? Like, have you had... Um, instances where you're just like sitting there and the um, pastor or the faith I was just like going at it <laughs> oh man yeah look there was um, I think there was a service at church once and I think they brought it up inadvertently after it was um, after it was announced that a gay marriage love finally passed mm-hmm. and look not, not, not to be that guy, but I was already kind of like tuned out a bit. But, but I remember that they were having a discussion about like, um, about like gay marriage and why it's wrong and why the Bible teaches otherwise. And I just thought to myself, "Well, damn, I ain't come back to this church next week. <laughs> well, I did it." So, uh, yeah, I feel like a big thing is that I really want, um, I really want there to be like spaces for like Christian. Christian LGBT people just mm-hmm. so that if they are like yearning for like a relationship with God that they can yeah. like it's like a Bible study someone hit me up I want a Bible study I was talking to one of my friends about it um I have friends and oh, um yeah. 
I, yeah, we have such a complicated relationship with God because we really want to have that relationship, and I, I think we do in our own sense. But um, the places that we're supposed to go and worship aren't safe for us. And I, and I've been saying like, the older you get, the more agency you have to um, kind of choose where you want to go. Like we're Samoan at the end of the day and wherever our parents say to go, we kind of just go, we'll say no, but we end up there anyways. <laughs> just to like kind of go in a different direction though. Um, how's dating been for you? Dating where? Dating who? <laughs> Never heard of her. I I have had no, no no dating life whatsoever. When I tell you that the dating pool in Brisbane, empty, mm-hmm. empty. Um, I've been on one date, and I think that that was with the guy back in. Don't <laughs> judge me. Back in 2016. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, back in 2016, that was the first and the last date that I've ever been on with a guy. I feel like dating, it's it's really hard considering that I'm so introverted too. Yeah. Kind of like initiating that like one-on-one contact. Ideally, me being the lazy person that I am, I want a friend to introduce me to a guy. Oh, so I can be like, yeah. hey, so this is like a recommendation. So mm-hmm. I will accept you. Considering yeah. you were recommended by a close friend. <laughs> it's like your people you may know. <laughs> yeah, basically just like that. Just like that. Oh. Um, I can relate to that because I think, um, yeah, we are introverted and we don't even go out on a good day. Like, So I don't think Dick will change that. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to say literally, this quarantine, I'm in my element. I do not yeah. leave this house. Yeah. I leave this house for shoots and I come back for editing and I stay here for the rest of the day. Yeah, because I don't know if you can tell, this microphone actually doubles as a um, <laughs> as um, a speaker. <laughs> as a speaker, yes, it doubles as a speaker. <laughs> like in terms of guys, like what guys are you into? I'm into all types of guys. Did you see that? Vi- did you see that video posted on my IG story yesterday? Someone called me a white mentor. I am not a white mentor. I am the right mentor. <laughs> yes. Okay, master. Quick Cook was cancelled. Quick Cook was cancelled. This is now the Herman Anderson show. I will take the passwords to the account. To be honest, I should just let you take over because you're really good. Thank you. If you Would need you a actually... purpose, <laughs> no, would you actually just do one? You should interview yeah. someone. I would. I would love to. You. You can. You can hook up the subject for my interview. I will be like the once-off um, guest host, kind yeah. of like when like Ellen DeGeneres is sick and she brings like a celebrity guest. Um, that girl is always sick these days. So. Oh yeah. Um, are you seeing yeah. all the stuff about her being mean? Mean. Yeah. I was talking about, the, about her being cancelled. I was like, ooh. No, yeah. so, yeah, this, like, there was a whole Twitter thread of people telling stories about how mean she was, like, in real life. And it, um, honestly, I think people have been saying it for years. Um, that's so disappointing. You know, know. Laverne Cox would never. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so, I also, what else should I ask you? <laughs> have you seen that like nigerian like twitter video no like, why are you gay why are you gay 
feeling very much that. Very much that. Oh. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Oh. Um, what are some misconceptions about being gay that you hate? That, um, like, cis-hit, cis-hetero people put on us that are, like, completely false? Mm-hmm. Oh, cis-hetero people. Um... Oh, I'm about to go on a rant. I'm about to go on a rant. Go, go off. So they sexualize like like gay people so much. Do you remember like back a couple? Of, I've I've been I've been holding this in my heart. Do you know last year when they had um, that talk about one of the Sesame Street characters being gay mm-hmm. and. Everywhere you go, there'd be like straight people complaining on like The View, on mm-hmm. The Real, on like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They'd be like, why would they have these characters be about sex? Gay people are not this hypersexualized mm-hmm. people. Like, you can talk about gay relationships in the same way that you can talk about straight relationships without it being about dick and pussy, basically. Can I say that? Of course you can. They can pussy. So, um, I think one of like the really frustrating parts about it is that uh, the LGBTQI community has been so perverted. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, sorry, the way that cis head people like view us is like they've perverted this image and almost like, like just a bunch of sexual deviants or mm-hmm. yeah that's it uh, mm-hmm. yeah like the way they view us is almost like not human like if if they were talking about like cisgender people heterosexual relationships they could have multiple conversations without it ever having to be a discussion about genitals or mm-hmm. about um, or about sex Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're not afforded that same kind of respect mm-hmm. um, or the same the same type of opportunity to, to have those discussions without them being so over-sexualized. Yeah. Um, the, I think media does a disservice of how they portray us because we're always the fast gay friend gay best friend in like movies and tv shows um so i think people get that perception and um i think women are the same as well like they're always sexualized um like even just a normal bodily function of um feeding your child like they can't even do that in public yeah Without being, oh, she's showing off her boobs. Yeah. I'm not, but she's feeding her child. Yeah. <laughs> when you was a baby. Yeah. I mean, me. yeah, would you want to go into the toilet and eat your food? Like, that's what people tell them to do. <laughs> Unless you're um, Katie from Mean Girls, but <laughs> that's, another, that's another conversation. <laughs> oh, man. I love yeah. that. Thank you. Also, is there anything that frustrates you about about cishet people's perception of us? Um, it's that. Also, um, like it's also to do with that as well as um, people thinking that we, all guys thinking that we like all guys and 
there's no concept of um, preference or um, standards even or taste like, <laughs> when it comes to us. Um, so I hate that part. And um, even just friends being like, oh, um, I know this gay guy. Would you hook up with him? Like, um, no, And then no. like, oh, so, so what do you think about us would be like a great match? Like, do they like the same things I do? And it's like, no, they're just gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, their, li- their lip gloss is cute. <laughs> and they will find and they will find the most personal completely opposite to you yeah and then they'll be like I think you guys would be a good match they're also yeah. gay <laughs> they don't like you very much shut up <laughs> um, one of my friends heard me say something like that in one of my episodes and she was just like oh my gosh I did that to you I'm so sorry but I think um, it's important to recognize that they don't mean any harm, but also for them to actually know that it's, I don't know if it's not okay, or just to be aware that we're like them. Like, um, we don't like our boyfriends having ugly shoes. Like, <laughs> how is everything with photography for you? Um, like before COVID and during COVID. <laughs> and I feel like my, my photography, I feel like it was, it was kind of like going through um, stages of like, stages. It was kind of like at an incline. And then yeah. just as I had like multiple bookings, like ready for like a certain number of weeks, COVID came and it was like full. Oh, that is so annoying. Um, yeah. So I, I feel kind of, so I felt like for a couple of days I was a bit like dis- discouraged almost because mm-hmm. um, um, it was almost like this momentum that I've been like building this like um, what's another word for momentum? This momentum that I've been building. <laughs> uh, so this momentum that I've been building, I've, I've that word does not sound like a word anymore. This momentum that I've been building, it's almost kind of like stopped in, the, in, the, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been like still trying to like get out there, even with like with like COVID happening. Um, you know, I've seen I'm you posted thinking, twice in one day. Look, three times in twenty four hours. <laughs> Thank you very much. Three times, three wow. times. <laughs> and I've got some posts for you for when um, when this episode comes up. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> yeah, for real. See, I'm gonna promote this. I'll be like in the comments. I watched the Coco interview. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been sticking to the laws. You know, the two-person limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sticking to that, but I've been still trying to like find time to like go out and shoot with with friends, family. Um, I think, yeah, like when I posted like those like three photos in like a day, two of the photos sets that I did, they were literally in like my front yard. Yeah. So it's all about trying to think inside the box because you know corona. literally <laughs> inside the bubs <laughs> um when it comes to photography who really inspires you um i know i ended up following who you said to follow when you came onto the radio show um yeah who are your favorites um can i just like quickly i want to pull up yeah. their exact yeah. usernames yeah. Okay, so 
I've been really loving um, a loving. I've been really loving um, these. <laughs> Want to cut that part out? I haven't really loved. <laughs> um, man, I've been I have been really loving um, some of like the poly um, some of the poly creators in like New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Patsy Tyrell? Have I heard of Patsy Tyrell? <laughs> have you heard of Patsy Tyrell? <laughs> I yeah, think um, when I see your work, I'm just like, oh, I think it's a second coming of Patti's work. <laughs> see, you know, and I felt like that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> one, of the, one of the multiple nice things you've said to me. Thank you very much. Um, he's a really big one, especially when it comes to uh, representing um, people that meet at that intersection of being like Polynesian and also like on the queer spectrum. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and the fact that he's like vocally like unapologetic about it, I respect the fact that it Yeah. Um, uh, there's also like another Islander creator that I've been really loving. Her name's like Ebony Mokufisi. She's half song and half Serbian. Let me let me not get to lying on this girl's uh, like face right now. Ebony Mokufisi. So she is. Tongue in a Bosnian. See if you can fact check that. Lucky. Yeah, so I'm really loving uh, both of their work as well as, um, as well as I've been really loving. See, I'm, I do not know these people's names, but we are just gonna. It's okay, you're a visual person. <laughs> I'm a visual person. See, I'm slow in the brain, but I'm smart in the eyes. <laughs> Did that make sense to you? That did not make sense to me. So the um, brain, smart in the eyes. Smart in the eyes. Say that a bit faster, smart in the ass. Yes, smart in the ass. Um, <laughs> her, name is, her name is Kanya Iwana. Uh, she's been the girl that I like post like a bunch of like her looks for. She kind of like has like a retro, like glamour vibe. Yeah. Even though I don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like her, her art's just like, out of this world Hmm. I love that what advice do you have for young um, queer Pacifica kids um, that are coming up I feel like to to people that are just starting out now um, I feel like the biggest advice that I could like give anybody is that where you are now isn't going to be where you're going to like where you are now isn't isn't you where you've like fully developed your skill. Like don't beat yourself up if it's the photos that you're taking right now or the art that you're making right now isn't exactly how you pictured it. Mm-hmm. I feel like give yourself some time so that you can like hone your skills or like mm-hmm. develop your your eye, kind of like work on your craft. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of us in Pacific Islander families um, are brought up with like that like almost perfectionist mentality where it's like I need to be amazing at this otherwise I can't deal with it I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of that stems from like childhood where you're like you need to do this right now be good be great be be better than everybody else okay. um but I feel like but I feel like what we need to do as as a people kind of like unlearning these habits is take it easy on yourself let yourself mm-hmm afford yourself the time to to grow as as a person as an as an artist as a creative just give yourself some time you'll 
you'll be amazed at like the difference in your craft a year from each other. Mm. Was that, that deep enough for you? <laughs> I loved Was it. That? I, I think also yeah, when it comes to our parents, like they also want to see like everything right now. So they want to see you making money now. And um, I think especially with all this COVID stuff, I think everyone's diversifying. They're inc- trying to, di- they should be diversifying their income and their skills. So I think that's really good. Um, I love you. Thank you for joining me today um, and for cleaning your, your room. <laughs> Clean wear. Clean wear. You're looking at a wall right now. This bed is covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, hopefully have you back on as a co-host or just even just take over like a whole episode. I would love that. Tune in next week when Herman takes over the Quick Booker podcast. Hey! <laughs> now, but thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm, I'm going to be taking your spot. Just just give me the passwords for the <laughs>